You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Do you think you need to save for years in order to afford your dream trip to Disneyland? Listen up to hear how you can turn that dream into reality much sooner than you think. We're going to show you how you can save not only on flights and hotels, but also on park tickets. Welcome to the Travel Hacky Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. So Pam is traveling right now, which works out well because today we are covering Disneyland on points, which isn't Pam's favorite vacation destination. And I still don't think she has forgiven us for dragging her there until midnight one evening during our Travel Hacking Mom work retreat. So... She is probably not too sad to be missing this episode. Okay, I'm going to preface this with a very unpopular opinion, and that is that I actually prefer Disneyland over Disney World. So I'm going to tell you what. Okay, imagine there's a spectrum of people, and like one end is people who like hate Disney, will never go to Disney, and one end is what people refer to as Disney adults who like cannot get enough. Every vacation is a Disney vacation. Okay, so I am probably somewhere in the middle of that. I actually did not go to Disney until I had a child. And so it's like I love Disney because it brings her so much joy and it's so much fun for her. But like I wouldn't necessarily just like go on vacation to Disney by myself. You don't have the nostalgia that like other adults love because they're like, oh, it's like brings me back to being a kid. Yeah. So I'm sort of just in the middle and Disneyland, we've been to both. Disneyland is just so much logistically easier than Disney World, especially if you are using points and miles because the hotels are easier to redeem points and miles. It's easier to just get around. You can just walk to the park and you can walk between Disneyland and California Adventure. You don't have to take a shuttle. You don't have to take a bus. You don't have to take a light rail or whatever they have at Disney World. So I know it's smaller and that's like a turnoff for some people. But to me, it just as a parent makes it so much easier and less stressful to go to Disneyland. And I have actually never been to Disney World. And I'm the same as you. Like, I don't have these childhood memories. Like, we went as kids because I I grew up in Northern California, but I'm the youngest in my family. So once all the other siblings, they're like, we don't want to go to Disneyland anymore. We want to go to Magic Mountain because they had, like, bigger, scarier rides. And so I vaguely, vaguely remember going to Disneyland once when I was probably five. And all I remember is driving away when we were done. So I don't know how if I loved it or not. I'm assuming I enjoyed it, but who knows? So... And I've been twice with my kids now. So I'm the same as you. Like, I think it's really fun, but I would definitely not call myself a Disney fanatic. Even after my first trip, I was a little bit like, didn't understand the hype. It just felt like crowds of people. And 
the Pinocchio ride. I was like, why did somebody not tell me not to go on that ride? (laughs) But now that I've been again, I was like, okay, like you start to learn how Disneyland works and you get better at it. You know how to time the rides. You know what rides to do first. And it was my last trip was really fun. And I'm like, okay, I could go here and take the kids every couple years or, you know, I don't know. It, It grows on you. So first, let's talk about how to get your flights on points to Disneyland. If you're driving, then you this won't apply to you. You'll just have to spend some gas money. But for us, we prefer to fly there. It would be quite a long drive for us from Utah. And so we, no shock, no surprise here, we always fly Southwest if we're going to Disneyland. And my favorite airport to fly into is John Wayne. I feel like it's like maybe 20 minutes away, I'm honestly yeah, I, I think it's the closest. 20 to 30. It's not very far. And so that is really nice. It's a smaller airport. We have done LAX before because sometimes you will find cheaper flights going to LAX. But it's just LAX is so big and it takes longer to get there. The traffic. I will choose John Wayne every single time if I can. And then another 100% agree LAX is a nightmare and I avoid it at all costs unless I am going to LA. Yes, exactly. And then another one that's a good option if you don't, because sometimes for me going from Salt Lake, there's not always direct flights to John Wayne. And so another option is Long Beach, which is another smaller airport, really easy to navigate. And so that's actually what we're going to be flying when we go to California. We're, we're going later this in the summer, and we're going to be flying to Long Beach. So that's how we prefer to fly. It'll definitely vary based on where you're coming from. Um, What do you guys usually do, Jess? I 100% agree with everything you said. We fly from Houston, and most of the time we fly Southwest into John Wayne. We are actually, same thing, we are going to Hyatt Huntington Beach this spring, and we're flying into Long Beach for for those flights. So we avoid LAX at all costs when we're going to Disneyland. We, like I said, we primarily fly Southwest. We have flown United before if we found a cheap points flight on there just because Houston's a United hub. So sometimes we can find cheap, you know, United fares or on points. But most of the time we fly Southwest. We've also done it where we, San Diego actually isn't too far from Anaheim. And so we have done it before. We're like, we fly into San Diego, do stuff in San Diego, and then we fly out of Orange County. And so it's kind of like, I like that about Southwest too. Like we'll book one airport in and one airport out and do both in one trip. We did like San Diego for a few days and then moved up to Anaheim and did Disney for a few days. And it was a really good trip. It does sound very nice. I like that idea. So let's talk a little bit about hotel options. Jess, do you want to get us started with the hotels? Yes. Okay. So one of the biggest differences between Disney World and Disneyland is that with Disney World, there's all these incentives to stay on property and there aren't very many points options for staying on property. So that's what I love about Disneyland is that all these hotels are within walking distance of Disneyland And there are a ton to choose from. Basically, every hotel brand that you can think of has a hotel within walking distance of Disneyland. 
So I think we're just going to go over in detail like a handful of the ones that we have actually stayed at. Um, Disneyland is a great place to use your free night certificates if you have any of those from any of the co-branded hotel credit cards like the Hyatt card or the Marriott card the IHG card like it's it's just a great place to use your free night certificates and I have personally done that when I've gone I think Alex you have done that too yeah we did that for our last trip my mom and I both had some free night certificates and they were actually expiring and that's kind of what motivated us to do the Disneyland trip as we were like let's do something really fun and like sometimes I'll use my free nights for like a staycation but we were like let's do something really fun with these free night certificates before they expire so we used them at the Hyatt place so tell us what you loved about the Hyatt place well first of all the number one selling point to me for the Hyatt place is it can fit my family so a lot of hotels don't have occupancy for more than four people and so you're just kind of sneaking people in or it's just not ideal scenario in most hotels. And so Hyatt Place is so great because when we went, it was actually me, my mom and my three oldest kids. My two of my sisters came with their kids as well. So they got the hotel rooms, too. But in our room, it was me, my mom and my three oldest. So we had five of us and we had two queen beds and a pullout sofa bed. So it was really great because my mom had her own bed. I had my youngest sleeping with me and then my two older boys were on the sofa bed and we all just had enough room where we're all comfortable. And so that's huge for me. If you're wanting to go with the family, you want to get a room. And the nice thing is there are a lot of rooms near Disneyland that do have occupancy of six of like around six people because they know, oh, these are families coming here and we need to make sure they have enough room. So that's a really nice thing about Disneyland, too. We also really like that you get free breakfast. And so if I'm going to Disneyland, it's important for me to get a hotel that includes breakfast because when we go, we want to get there for rope drop so we can ride as many rides as we can before it gets too crazy. And so we're already waking up early. The last thing I want to do is go and find a restaurant to eat at or, you know, you just don't have to think about it. We just wake up and we go down to the hotel and we eat our breakfast and then we go from eating breakfast, we're just out the door walking to the park. And that's the nice thing about Hyatt Place, too, is it is a little bit further of a walk, but it's totally walkable. What we would do is we would walk every morning. We would sometimes walk home, but like one afternoon I had one of my kids wasn't feeling great. So we took the bus back, the shuttle bus. It drops us off at the Toy Story parking lot. And the Toy Story parking lot is across the street from Hyatt Place. So if you don't want to do the walk, you can just cross the street, go to the Toy Story parking lot, and take the bus. I totally agree with the free breakfast comment also because the other thing is if you're getting up that early, you want to eat something. Like you do not want to stand for rope drop in a line with a bunch of hangry kids. So you definitely want to eat something. And what we will do is we will actually wake up early eat the hotel breakfast, go for a rope drop, and then we will make a reservation. We really like the Minnie and Friends character breakfast at Disneyland. So we will make a reservation for that character breakfast at the Plaza Inn for like 1030. And so that basically is like our lunch by that point. You know, if we've, if we've eaten breakfast at like 6 or 6.30 a.m., then... We still get to like 
do a rope drop, get in a couple of hours of like the good rides while the crowds are lower. And then we just go have our character breakfast once it once the park starts getting more crowded and the lines start getting longer. We kind of just like take a break, go have breakfast. And so, yeah, that's a really good way to do it. I have learned. The other thing about Hyatt Place that's nice is it's just 12,000 points a night at standard pricing. So your points, if you have a Hyatt card, if you have any Chase Ultimate Rewards, your points can go pretty far by booking the Hyatt Place. So that's kind of our go-to place where I would envision us probably staying in the future too when we go to Disneyland. Where do you guys usually stay? We stayed at a couple of different places, but on our most recent trip, we stayed at the Hyatt House and it was perfect for, you know, what we needed it for. It's 15,000 points a night, so it's a little bit more than the Hyatt Place, but it is still a Category 4, so you can still use those Category 1 to 4 free night certificates there. It is a little bit closer than Hyatt Place. Because you had been there, like, just right before I think I went, and... You walk by and I was like, oh, there's Forges State. There's Hyatt House. We passed it on our walk. Yeah. I think it's like two blocks from the entrance of Disneyland. So super close. We walked there and back, you know, every time. And we would often go early for rope drop. And then in the afternoon, we'll go back to the hotel for a couple of hours just to chill when like the park is at maximum crowds. And then we'll go back later on in the night. And so we walked back and forth a ton between like going, coming back for a break, going back. And so super convenient to walk there from there. It also has a Starbucks attached to it, which is a huge selling point for me. I know you're not a coffee drinker, but for all my other coffee drinkers, being able to just go to the lobby and grab Starbucks on the way to walk to Disneyland was very convenient. Jess doesn't function till she gets her Starbucks. So I can't imagine you at Disneyland without your Starbucks. I'd be like the worst place for you to not have your caffeine. Yeah, no one wants to see me at Disneyland before I've had my Starbucks. So it is better for everyone, including my husband and daughter, if I have a Starbucks in close proximity to my hotel. One thing to note is that these award rooms at the Hyatt House are have like a king bed and a sofa bed so for us it was fine because my husband and I slept in the king and our daughter slept on the sofa bed but if you need room for more than four people or if you want two beds if you're like me (laughs) if your family's like me then that's why we do the Hyatt place because we're like uh we're all six of us gonna go in this two one bed and pull out sofa bed so you'd either want to do the Hyatt place or you'd want to get two rooms at Hyatt House, which probably doesn't make a ton of sense unless you have a lot of free night certificates that you want to use. But I was actually doing research earlier today because I knew we were recording this episode and I picked some random dates in October for the Hyatt House. You will never believe what the cash rate is. Just get, just guess. What would you think like a Hyatt House by Disneyland in October would cost? No idea. Like I would, I would, I would assume would be like two hundred dollars on about two hundred. I would have guessed like maybe three hundred max. Okay, no. And there was award availability. The cash rate was nine hundred and twenty-one dollars. That is crazy. Like who was paying that? I know it's so. 
People always ask, like, is the Hyatt credit card worth the annual fee? And like, here's a perfect example. You are paying $95 for that card. Every year on your card member anniversary, you are getting a free night certificate, which in this case would be worth over $900 for that one free night certificate. So yes, the Hyatt card is one that we will always keep. And I just could not. I was like, I must have clicked something wrong. Like this, this can't be right. <laughs> Seriously, when you just said that, I was like, is she doing this right? But like, if anybody knows how to do a Hyatt award search, it's Jess. The girl has stayed at more Hyatt's than anybody I know. So she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And I think even I think I checked the Hyatt place and even that one was like 700 something. So you are definitely getting really good value by staying there. The other hotel that we have stayed at, oh, and I forgot to say, with Hyatt House, they include breakfast there too. And their breakfast when we stayed was like a well-oiled machine. I think they realized that people are, you know, going to be in a hurry and like just want to eat quickly before they go to Disneyland. So they had free breakfast there. It was great. The other hotel we have stayed at We've actually stayed there twice before. This was a while ago. I think this was in like 2017 and 2018. We stayed at the Courtyard Marriott theme park entrance, which is right across the street from the entrance. So if we were just going like purely based on location, the Courtyard 100% gets my vote. But the amount of points required has significantly increased ever since Marriott got rid of their award chart so when we went back in 2017 and 2018 it was 40,000 Marriott points a night and we got with Marriott you get the fifth night free so we stayed for five nights and it was 160,000 Marriott points which is pretty good I looked today and the cheapest night I could find for the rest of 2023 was 52,000 points a night and most nights were between 60 and 74,000 points a night. So that, it's a lot of points. And the thing is, so Disney is, you know I love a luxury hotel. You know I love room service and like wearing my robe and all that. Well, hold on. I just got, I just laughing because we're calling the courtyard a luxury hotel. No, no, no. I'm not, no. <laughs> this courtyard though is not your typical courtyard, which I want to say, like, if you're thinking courtyard, like, oh, like some air, like an airport hotel or just, you know, a random hotel in a random city, this is a very nice courtyard. Like, the I think they've even re recently renovated it. It has a water park. It's legit. I will let you call it. I know you weren't calling it that, but I'll let you call it a luxury Disneyland hotel. Because some people do, though. They, like, compare it, the water park, to, like, the on-property Disney resorts. Yeah. I mean, the water park is amazing. It is an amazing hotel. But where I was going with that was that Disney is the like, so I love luxury hotels normally, but Disney is the one place where I'm like, we're never in the hotel, you know, because we wake up so early to go to rope drop. We might come back for a couple of hours to take a, you know, to take a nap or just relax. But most of the time we are not in our room. And so I find it difficult to justify spending that many points on a hotel that, like, we're really just there to sleep in. It is beautiful. 
the nicest thing about the courtyard is A, the location, but B, every room has bunk beds in it. So you can get the standard room with like two queens and a set of bunk beds, which is very, very nice for large families. And like we loved that about it. We actually went with my stepkids both times we went. So there were six of us. So, you know, four of us in the bed, two of us in each bed, and then two in the bunk beds. And it was perfect setup for us. And that is very, very unusual to be able to get a room to sleep that many people. Like, the, usually it's like the bunk bed rooms. Because like Hyatt House and Hyatt Place have bunk bedrooms as well. But to get those, they're not like the standard award redemption. They're like an upgrade. That is a really nice thing about it, that every single room has bunk beds in it. But I would, even even given the water park and the location and the bunk beds, I would find it difficult to justify spending sixty to 74,000 points a night to stay there. I guess if you had free night certificates that you could top up easily, you know, like it might make sense then. But I just cannot believe how much the points price has increased in just a few years. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I feel like you can find some properties in Hawaii for about that price. Like there's a Sheraton in Maui, which it's probably right around that. It might be more than 52, but like on the high end of the courtyard, that's about what you can pay to go to Hawaii. And I'd much rather save my points to go to Hawaii and then use my Hyatt points or my free night certificates even better for Disneyland. Exactly. So another hotel that I've stayed at before was the Homewood Suite, which is a Hilton property. And it's right next to the Toy Story parking lot. So we took that every day there and back. And it worked out really nice, a nice free breakfast. And I was looking at the points though, and it's like 60,000 points a night, which another one is a ton of points. So if you love Hilton, you have a ton of Hilton points, you love Disneyland, then it might make sense for you. But I wouldn't stay there again now that I'm using points on miles because that's just a lot of Hilton points. Like one sign up bonus there would probably get you two nights with a little bit of points left over. And yeah, not the best use of the points in my opinion. Yeah, totally agree. But the thing is, there, like Jess said, there are so many hotels near Disneyland. If you are standing there on what is that, Harbor Boulevard? Is that what it's called? Yeah. So like when we stayed at Hyatt House, I walked out and like looked both ways. And on just that one block, there was a Marriott, a Hilton, a Wyndham, and an IHG. So pretty much like every major hotel brand and obviously the Hyatt House was just on that one block. So there is not a shortage of options for whichever type of points you have. I think we both agree that Hyatt probably makes the most sense. But if you don't have Hyatt points and you have a ton of points with other brands, you will find something that works for you. Yeah. Or if you like my husband and I, we have some Marriott cards. So we would use those free Marriott free night certificates to stay there because there are Marriott options that are less points that are under the 35,000 points per night. Or we could top some of those off. I think there's some pretty decent IHG options as well where you could use an IHG free night certificate. So yeah, so many options to fit like whatever hotel brand you prefer. Another thing I wanted to share is if you do want to do a Disneyland hotel, and if that's like your favorite thing, there is not a fantastic way to use points there, but the best way to use it would be to use your Capital One Venture Card to erase the purchase. The key here is you need to buy it from a travel agency like Getaway Today, book your hotel, 
I would probably just do a vacation package with them. So you'd get your hotel and your tickets. And if you pay for that vacation package with the Disneyland Hotel, on your venture card, you can apply your points as a statement credit to erase a portion of that. So if you had 75,000 venture miles, you could erase $750 from your vacation package. So that's an option if you have your heart set on those Disneyland hotels. Definitely. So let's switch gears and talk about getting your park tickets. So do you want to get kick that off for us, Jess? Yeah. So really similar to what Alex was saying about the vacation packages for the Disney hotels, the Capital One Venture is another great option for buying your park tickets and erasing those purchases with the Capital One Travel Eraser. And like Alex was saying, if you buy your tickets directly through Disneyland, they will code as entertainment, which you do not want because in order for you to be able to erase them, they have to code as travel. So as long as you buy the tickets through a third party like Getaway Today, they will code as travel and then you will be able to erase them using your Capital One Venture or Venture X Miles. And we will include a link in the show notes. It's our affiliate link for Getaway Today if you want to go ahead and buy your tickets through them. Another option is City Thank You Points. And with City, it's really easy because you can just basically cash out your points for either a statement credit. You can even get a direct deposit of your points. And so with City, I don't think it matters as much whether you buy them directly through. Yeah, because if you're just getting a direct deposit, it's like cash in your account. So you can just buy them wherever you want to buy them. Yeah. So with City, you could buy direct through Disney. You could buy, you could buy through Getaway Today. Sometimes those third-party sites like Getaway Today will have special deals on, you know, sales, like buy two days, get one free or something like that. So I always check those sites and I usually buy them from there anyways, but you don't have to. If you're going the city route, you could just buy direct through Disney and that would work also. And then you could just apply those points as either a statement credit or get the cash direct deposited into your bank account. One of my favorite cards, like if somebody is a huge Disney enthusiast, they love Disneyland, or even if it's just a trip that you really want to do and your goal is I want to get Disneyland as cheap as I can do it, then I would highly recommend the Venture X credit card because that card has a standard bonus of 75,000 points. You can buy your tickets through Getaway Today, save $750 on your tickets, but then the card also comes with a $300 travel credit that can be used in the Capital One Travel Portal. And so you can use that to go towards your hotel stay. So you can get $300 off Or $300 towards your hotel stay. So that is like paying the annual fee on that card is $395. So that $300, if you were already planning on going to Disneyland and you didn't maybe have points for your hotel stay, the Venture X card can give you $300 towards that hotel stay. And then the other benefits that come with the card basically will make that card the annual fee zero because you're using those benefits. So I think that is like hands down the best card. For somebody that wants to do Disneyland. Yeah, I totally agree. And because just that alone, like the the 75,000 points, which would translate into $750 worth, you know, park tickets, if that's what you wanted to put those towards, or just any sort of travel eraser, plus the $300 travel credit, you're already looking at over $1,000 in value just from that one card alone. And then if you have a player two, 
you could refer them, they could get it also, and you would have like your entire Disney vacation covered. Yeah, I love that one. So I will say that like for myself, I haven't used my Capital One Venture or, you know, I haven't used credit card points to pay for my park tickets. And I don't plan on doing that, but I'm also not like somebody who my goal in travel hacking, my goal in travel hacking isn't to get a Disneyland vacation on points because while I enjoy going and it's fun, it's not my favorite thing. So I would personally save my venture miles for to transfer to an airline partner, to book a flight to Europe or something like that. You already know that I am the same and we are twins. <laughs> but like if your goal is Disneyland and you're not looking because I feel like what happens is we have talked about this before, like on Instagram, how to get Disneyland park tickets by using venture. And some people will say, well, that's not a good use of somebody's miles. And it's like, but if somebody's goal is to go to Disneyland, it is a good use of their miles. Yeah. I mean, it's so subjective. Exactly. It's like not everybody's goal is to get a business class flight to Europe. And that's how I have redeemed my venture miles. And so if that's not your goal and Disneyland is your goal, then it's a fantastic way to use your venture miles. So just remember, use your points to book the vacations you want to book and don't worry about what anybody else says about how you should be using your points. So we hope that these tips help you plan a more stress-free Disney vacation. The more money you save on flights and hotels and tickets, the more money that you'll have to spend on Mickey bars and Dole Whip. If you want to learn more about how to travel nearly free with your family, check out the link to register for our free masterclass. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.